Jesse Show. My name is Damien. My name is Jesse. And we are kicking off things with episode number two. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, we're going to explain to you how we got to know each other. Yeah, you know, more in depth a little bit. Yeah. So pretty much how we're going to do this is we're going to interview one another with questions. How did we, be, you know, go about becoming friends and then what exactly it is that we do and how we go about our day, pretty much. Especially, you know, being polar opposites. That is very true. (laughs) All right, Jesse, so I'm going to go ahead and let you start things off. All right, what actually inspired you to become a DJ? So when I was in the music business, uh, let me rewind back. So what got me into the music business was because I'm a person that loves music. Right. I've always been passionate about music. I've always had... I, I, let me put it to you this way. I've always had a good sense for music, and that's been since high school. Okay. Music is just something that keeps me going every day. And honestly, if it wasn't for music, I wouldn't be sane right now. But it helps me get by uh, many things. Like if I'm real depressed or something, it right. gets me by. But to answer that question, uh, I, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of a hard thing to say. Um, but what got me into the music business was just becoming a DJ. It was just my love of music. Right. You know, I wanted to share my experience with music with others. And becoming a DJ, to me, felt like that was what I needed to do. Okay. But, in other words, uh, music was just, it's just a passion of mine. Okay. So, with you... Being that you worked in the cooking industry, what? How did you become a cook to begin with? Oh, it was fresh out of high school, and I was just looking for a job. And actually, a funny thing was actually two places called me back. It was uh, one was, um, you know, not very so subtle job, and then the other one was it was just because of the fun factor. So I just went with that job, and ever since then, you know, I never regretted it one ever. Yeah, I mean, because everybody's got to eat one way or another. Oh, body. yeah. You know, that's the thing about it. it. it was, know, I like to eat a lot. It was basically just a, you know, casual fast food place or a bar and grill. And I actually chose the bar and grill. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that, yeah. Just because of the fun factor, you know, just fresh, you know, I fresh, just fresh out of high school. So I just said, you know what, screw it. You know what, bar and grill, let's do it. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You know, and one of the things that I always tell a lot of people, you know, when it comes to, you know, being cooks, a lot of people will say, oh, that's easy work. Oh, man. It's it's really, it to self-explanatory, it is, but it isn't, depending on what you do. Yeah, I, I, I can kind of say that. Because, know? I mean, you got your, you know, line cooks, your prep cooks, you know, unless you just want to start from the beginning, you know, as a busboy. Yeah, and a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes that goes on oh, into, no. into that line of work. No, they don't. You know, it, it's so mentally exhausting. I mean, you have to have sort of a tough skin to do it. Yeah, I could say that. Because, I mean, you get your, you know, I don't want to say stupid, but, you know, you get your average customers. <laughs> yeah, average customers. <laughs> yeah, I want a bacon cheeseburger without no bacon or cheese. And you just like, really? <laughs> like, how do you how do you even explain that? Uh, I, I, we just look at each other like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of those kind of days. <laughs> 
for people that that do that, you know, I've I've there have been times I've sat down in a restaurant and I've heard somebody complain about an order that they put in. Yeah. Well, that's not how I wanted it and all that. And the waitress or waiter were like, no, that's exactly how you explained it to me. That's what you wanted. That's exactly what I wrote down. That's exactly what I explained to the cook. Yeah, and see, I don't really know about the, you know, server part because, I mean, I never really done serving, but I heard, you know, horror stories. <laughs> and trust me, it, you know, we the real reason why we're half the restaurant industry is alcoholics. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. get, get to there because... It's bad. So, you know, going adding on to that, there there have been some bad bad things that have gone on in, oh, in, in restaurants that a lot of people don't know about. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, just people not showing up, or you know, you're pr- practically there till sun up to sundown. Pretty much, yeah. Kind of, kind of, pretty much how it goes in my line of work. Yeah. So with the DJing. Like, what, you know, what far places have you been? You know, I want to say the furthest I've been, uh, going back to episode one in Waco, Texas. Okay. Uh, that was pretty much the furthest gig that I've traveled to. Um, my partner and I back then, we had a gig came come up uh, in Las Vegas. And it was actually a family that he knew very well that he grew up with. Okay. And... The guy was like, hey, I want you to DJ for my daughter's quinceanera. You know, and Damn. they were they were working out a big deal about it. They were making a big deal, trying to figure out how much he was going to charge, the logistics part of it. You know, it that was the that would have been the furthest place I would have traveled to as a as a DJ. Man, but it, it, it never really did go through. That's it just it just kind of fell apart. Man. Man, and it just didn't work out. I could only imagine just... And we've always talked about wanting to go to Las Vegas. Right. And that, to me, would have been like a highlight of... I wouldn't say my music career, but that would be that would have been a highlight of, right. of doing that as being a DJ. Yeah, because I, I couldn't just imagine because you would have been tra- traveling with all, with all your equipment, right? Well, it was not only just that, but it was uh, everybody else that was going to be going with us. Mm-hmm. All of our crew... Um, course the people that help us out with other stuff besides the crew the crew does all the setting up of the equipment the lights trusses and stuff like that so is that is that basically like a roadie type okay pretty much you 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 can you call them a roadie okay but i just call them crew right i mean you know uh but that would have that would have been the furthest place i would have got to travel to uh music wise okay so my next question for you did you enjoy being a cook Ah oh, man, <laughs> it's one of those situations where you love to hate it. I mean, I loved it so much that I just, I hated it. <laughs> a love-hate relationship, yeah. in other words. Oh yeah, I mean, there's days that, you know, just cooking and, you know, just throwing some good food. And then there's just some days I'm just like, I don't, I just don't want to be here. <laughs> but you have to find deep down in yourself, you know, this is what I picked. Oh yeah. This is what I wanted as a job. You know, that's when you find it in yourself. Do I want to stick with it, or do I just want to find something else? Oh, yeah. I mean, trust me, in the restaurant you know, industry, you meet a lot of different interesting people. Because Lord knows, I met, oh, I met a lot of interesting people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same in, uh, in my industry. You know, we've, we meet people from very, very many different places, <laughs> different cultures. Right. Stuff like that. You know, and believe it or not, I actually, you know... 
in some odd reason, I always had military people that, you know, just get fresh out of, you know, whatever they're, they're doing, come to a restaurant. I'm like, why? <laughs> and they're like, like... You could be doing something better than, than being a cook. Why did you come pick this? And they all say, it just reminds me of the military or, you know, I'm just here for school. <laughs> Pretty much flexible hours. Yeah. Yeah, flexibility. Yeah, I've I've heard that a lot too. You know about uh, restaurant jobs is the flexibility you can get out of them. Oh yeah, I mean, especially if you work with a company for so long and you know, and they know they can trust you and you know believe in you. Oh yeah, they'll work with your hours regardless. Oh yeah, and you know, and that and that's the thing about it. You know, uh, not everybody can pick and choose how they can make their job work out. Right. Sometimes it's it's not always for that person, but until you give it a shot and try it out, then that's when you're like, you know what, I, th- I think I can make this work. You see, and it's, it's like how I explain it to some people. You got your blue-collar people, and then you got your white-collar people. You know, whatever you whatever you consider that is. But what I, what I say black-collar people, that means, you know, restaurant. Because, you know, if you ever go to a restaurant, you know, you see people in, you know, black-collared stuff. Yeah, yeah, the shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I call black collar life. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because just about every restaurant uh, and bar and grill I've yeah. gone to, black shirts, yeah. black collars. You know, of course, with the black jeans yeah. to go with it, the black shoes mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. And it's just crazy that you know when I tell people, you know, you know, I do restaurant. You know, they like, oh, you cook them. I'm like, you must eat, you know, eat ma- magically. And I'm like, no, I just eat a couple of fries and then I'm full. <laughs> we eat like kids sometimes. I can, I can imagine one, that. One french fry and I'm full. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and some, some people I work with are, are like that. They're real light eaters. But yeah. Not me. I can eat like a hungry horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, um, one of the things I was wondering, not really wondering, but, um, shit. <clears throat> Damn it. I fucked all that up. But anyways, um, you know, when you're DJing and whatnot, what was like, did you ever have some stressful times? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I've, I've definitely had some stressful times, uh, especially with equipment malfunctioning. Um, I've had many times where my CD player, my tabletop CD player, for example, overheated in the hmm. middle of a mix. And I mean, just smack dab, just stopped. I mean, oh, just wow. stopped. And I'm over here like, oh, 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 man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And something that I learned as a DJ at that time, always have another track loaded up in the next tabletop CD player. Or if he had a laptop, I also had a laptop too. Mm -hmm. Always have a backup song in that genre. Okay. In case of something like that. Because like I said, that spooked me. That scared me. It, I was like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on a second. And it just, oh, push play, push play, push play. Yeah. And, and made it work, you know. But at the same time, that was that was my biggest fear. Was I'm putting on a show for these people and I don't want to screw it up. Right. You know, these people paid me for this party, this whatever it is in general. I'm here to do a job and kind of like give it my best. Yeah, I mean, that's really working under pressure <laughs> yeah it was and, and and believe me it's not fun any dj could tell you that whether they're a nightclub dj they're a mobile dj or radio dj is when mm-hmm. you have any kind of malfunction of that sort 
it is never fun. Oh, I could imagine. It is never fun. I could just sit there, you know, with the awkward silence. Yeah, the awkward silence is what really kills a person. <laughs> you know, and when that happens, you're like, oh, oh, you don't want to say anything either. Yeah. You know, because you're, you're just caught in the moment. And you're like, oh, oh, shit, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? But like I said, I always had a backup plan. And that was at least the next track or my tabletop I had a same song of that same genre okay something just to back me up just in case so what was your most memorable moment as a cook man where do I even begin I'm pretty sure you have to have a real good one what is like the most the most memorable of all that you could say you know what I was proud of that or you know that was pretty cool I wouldn't say that, but it was pretty freaking hilarious. One uh, one day I just clocked out. It was not really so busy, but it was kind of busy. But, you know, of course, the other crew members handled it. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to go next door to, you know, where I, where I used to work. You know, next door was a convenience store. So I said, hey, I'm going next door. Does anybody need some cigarettes, anything, you know, beer, whatever? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you get drunk on the job sometimes, but anyways. Yeah, let's not go into detail yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, everybody, you know, yeah, can I get this? Can I get that? Okay, cool, you know, give me your car keys, whatever. And, you know, I'll put them in there. Well, I got done doing all that, and I walked and walked back into the walked back into the kitchen, and I was like, where the hell is everybody at so I can give them their car keys, you know, receipts, you know, and their change? Well, anyways, I walked out, and I saw a group of women, you know, like how it is in the cartoons, just like beating each other up, and you know, you see a cloud of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just an all-out uh, brawl. Yeah, just an all-out brawl, and I literally just stepped out, out of the kitchen, and literally, there was just a brawl, fighting all the way out to the outside, and I was just like, okay, that's where everybody was. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, there was nobody in the kitchen, and you're like, hang on, where, what's what's going on? And you hear something, oh, what's what's going on over here? And you go check it out, and they're like, oh, wow, okay, okay, all right. I mean, that would be like, I would be like that person, world star. <laughs> you know, I would be wanting to, you know, get get video of that, you know. Now that's a kind of type of person I am if I see something like that. Oh, like, yeah. okay, all right, all right, keep on, keep I mean, on. Let's, it was let's, just, see, let's see it go on somewhere. It was just one of those situations where you just open the door and, you know, your plane crashes or something. You're just like, <laughs> oh, my God. What's Is this really happening? <laughs> just at this moment? Yeah, I, um, I don't know how I'd exactly react to that, but, yeah. I could really it, it was that. pretty funny, though. I mean, I didn't get to see no titties, but, you know. Yeah, that's what we all hope for when we see women fighting. Oh, yeah, I mean... You know, especially if they're real pretty looking. Oh, yeah. And they're dressed up, kind of risque almost. I mean, who who wouldn't imagine that? Yeah, yeah. I think the worst time I ever seen um, a fight when I was DJing was a group of ladies. And this lady had a wig on. Oh, no shit. And they were pulling hair, and this lady just come in. It was her best friend that was getting into a fight. She was going to split them up, and the other girl just reached for her hair and pulled her entire wig off. Oh, wow. Needless to say, she had a wig on for a reason. <laughs> she was, Lord forgive me, Mr. Clean Ooh. looking almost. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, did I, just, <laughs> did I just see that? You could see that shine from the corner. Oh, my God, it was... 
uh, it had to have been embarrassing for her. Oh, I could have. I just, for me, it was like, whoa, did I just really see that? Yeah. And she didn't just like grab it and throw it down. No, she grabbed it and she threw it across. (laughs) And that wig went flying. I was like, there goes the wig. (laughs) Never seen a flying wig until now. (laughs) I can only imagine you're just sitting there, you know, doing your maces and all of a sudden you just see a. A, a fur or whatever you want to see and just what in the hell is that <laughs> like wow did I really see that <laughs> uh, well when you when you actually first DJ were you actually nervous oh yeah my first gig ever I was a nervous train wreck I had very little equipment mm-hmm. didn't have any lights so I was having to borrow some lights. What do you mean and, by what do you mean by lights? So like the lighting effects, um, lights that you can hang on racks. Okay. Because most uh, gigs that I've always DJed for was real dark, okay. and they like having a light show to go with the sound, the audio, all, uh, all of that stuff. You so know? it's just part of the show. So basically, like you're going to a concert or something like that. Yeah, pretty okay. much, pretty much. But my first gig ever, I was a nervous train wreck. Now, it was for a cousin of mine, and still, for me, to this day, I can still remember it very well. It was a train wreck for me, Mm because the lights that I was borrowing was from another DJ that had been in the business for a while. I blew the fuses to his lights. And I'm over here last minute, like, oh man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so, I'm trying to put two and two together, and I started thinking to myself, you know what? I have one of those disco ball lights that you could buy at Spencer's for like five, seven bucks. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to get over <laughs> this thing up somehow or another. And, and it wasn't the brightest light ever. Right. But I made it work. But the first gig I ever did, I'll never forget it. It was for my cousin. I was a nervous train wreck. It was horrible. And I couldn't even drink that night. Right. They told me, you can't drink. I was like, come on now. I was like, I got to loosen up somehow or another, right. you know, but other than that, first gig was very memorable for me because it was horrible. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. I... So speaking of memorable moments, what was the worst moment that you've had as a cook? Man, to be honest with you, you know, being in the restaurant industry for, you know, God, I don't know how long now, I actually, you know... You know, you hear kitchen nightmares, this and that. But there was one that, you know, that I remember, you know, clear as day. We were sitting there, you know, during a, what we call a rush, you know, you know, rush hour, you know. People coming in, you know, it's it's nonstop. It's go, 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 go. Well, happily, one day I actually seen someone drop something. Drop a chicken tender to be exact. Oh, wow. Yeah, he dropped it, you know. He had that look. I mean, I noticed it in the corner of my eye, but, you know, at the same time, I was paying attention to my orders, making sure everything was fresh going out. But I just something told me, you know, look to your right. So I looked over to my right. He looked left. He looked right. And then all of a sudden, he looked at me and tried to put the tender back into the fryer. Wow. I was like, oh, hell no. I said, not on my watch. And I said, man, you know what? Get your ass somewhere else. You know what? I said, you know what? Go talk to the fucking manager and tell him what the fuck you did. <laughs> I said, I, I, I 
you know, dealing with that kind of situation, I mean, I've never been in that situation before. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm like, I don't even know what to say or what to do. I don't know if I should kick his ass. I mean, I, <laughs> it was just one of those situations like, y- your life was on pause. Yeah. So you're just sitting there like, what do you do? I mean, mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm sitting there in the back of my mind, you know, you're feeding someone's kid, you know, this chicken tender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I would have I wanted to pass that on down yeah. to somebody, you know. You just dropped it and you're like, oh, nobody saw me or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to pick it up, put it in the fryer. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I've seen that a lot of cooks have that standard. Oh, yeah. And then there are also some that just don't care. Oh, yeah. They're man. just there to do a job and, yeah. okay, whatever. I mean, my, you know, what I call my professional, I, I could never do that. I mean, even if I hated the person. Gotcha, gotcha. Or even if it, you know, if it was my wife cheating on me or something like that, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, that just shows you how much pride I actually took in, you know, yeah. in the industry. I mean, because that's the one thing you don't want to do is to get someone sick. I mean, having that on your conscience. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, but um, you know, just you know, the struggling moments and you know stuff like that is, you know, what what was like your craziest or you know stressful or you know what go back to well let me put it this way or you know someone just you know just kind of just you messed it up for everybody well the worst experience i ever had in the music business was i was working with my partner and we were in haskell texas okay and we just finished the night up and it was a wedding and it didn't all go as planned a fight broke out Mm. And so the family stopped everything and said, you know what, we're done, we're not doing anything, party's over with, everybody go home. Yeah. So we're tearing everything down, we get everything put up in the trailer, and next thing you know, this guy walks around the building oh. holding a gun oh. in his hand. And I look and I was like, oh shit. So the first thing in my mind was, don't do anything quick. Don't make any sudden movement because I don't know who he's after. Right. And it just happened so quick. My partner come walking out the door, and I had already put my hands up like this. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. I was like, hey, hey, look. And the guy pointed the gun at him and says, thanks for ruining my show, ruining my day and my night. It's just you fucked everything up. We were just looking at him like, hang on a second. Like, we don't even know who you are. Like, what's, right. what's going on, dude? And I just stood there. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. Because at the back of my mind is, he's got a gun. Right. He's got a gun. Somebody is going to get shot. I don't want to get shot. I don't want my partner to get shot. Not only that, we had a friend of his tag along with us. And I was like, I don't want that person to get shot either. You're going to be seeing a Tupac concert live. Oh, man, (laughs) dude. I I was real nervous about that. And so my partner talked him down and told him, look, dude, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, you know, Mm -hmm. if if we messed your night up and all that, but I I don't know who you are, but if there's something I could do, you know, you know, let me know. He was like, nobody wants to get hurt. Yeah. And the guy just kept going on about it. He was like, no, you fucked my night up. This is bullshit and this and that. Right after he said that, somebody else walked in right behind him. We didn't say anything. We saw that person. That person was over there putting the finger over their lips like, hey, shh, don't mm-hmm. say anything. Just ran up to that person and tackled that person to the ground and pulled a gun out their hand. Oh, wow. 
literally and I just <laughs> I took off running I got in the truck I looked at my partner come on let's get the hell out of here we need to get out of this town so he turned around hopped in the truck his friend hopped in the truck as well and we took off and never ever went back again you know I could never imagine you know something like that just gun, you know a gunpoint damn near almost died just something so simple yeah, and come to find out, uh, the guy had nothing to do with the wedding, any of the partying, uh, the party or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just a regular person there. It was just somebody that was invited. Oh, no. you gotta love those people. Yeah, it was it was horrible. So for you, when you were cooking, what was the the one thing that inspired you the most to do your job? Actually, you know, even when I was in you know in high school and whatever i took pride in everything that i tried to do or at least you know or at least tried to so i just you know kind of migrated to that it was my first job i was just like you know what i'm gonna take pride in what i do because okay. if not <laughs> they're just gonna look at me and just laugh i could I, I picture that because when i first started they literally had bets on me that i wasn't gonna make it really yeah I'm, they actually had bets yeah they that you weren't gonna make it. yeah literally and you know it was funny because after they put bets on me, it what was crazy about it was I lasted through all of them and none of them still worked at that company. Really? Yeah. That's 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 pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool when you can you could pretty much take something that somebody had against you. Oh yeah. And throw it back in their face and like you know what I did better than you. You you didn't even last here that long. Oh yeah. And you were the person saying that I'm not going to make it here. Yeah. Guess what? I made it longer <laughs> than you. I I've seen that in my in my line of work as well. Mhm. And it, I've had people tell me that before. You're not going to stay for very long. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that and Next thing you know, I'm I'm adding more equipment, yeah. you know, becoming a better DJ, and just going on and and just adding on to my my profession, yeah, and just becoming a better DJ overall. Because the one thing that I always told people, you know, and just like you're saying, you know, take pride in your work, yeah, you know, these people are paying you good money to put on a good show, yeah, and so pretty much if you don't do a good show, you're you're gonna hear it. And nobody's going to let and, that you know, off of you. You know, and that's one thing, you know, back in the first episode, you know, I, you know, I love art. Basically, you know, I transitioned to cooking to art. Gotcha. You know, I, you know, I sit there and cook something, you know, and I, you know, I like, what I like to say is I make love to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Make love to it. I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, I'm physically make love to food, but. <laughs> You, you I don't know. want to picture that. <laughs> I don't either. That just went through my head. I'm like, okay. You know, I sitting there, you know, training people and whatnot. I said, man, make love to your food. And they just kind of look at me like, this motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, no. I said, let me let me demonstrate. You know, I'll sit there and cook everything. And, you know, and I tell them this and that. You know, and present everything. And I said, this is what I mean by making love to it. And they look at me like. Damn, that motherfucker looks good. <laughs> and it's just a hamburger. <laughs> like that how person do, made that look really good. I'm like, like, I want one of I'm those like, now. Like, how do you make it look? I said, it's art. It really is. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, you know, and, and that's the thing, too. You know, a lot of places I like to go eat yeah. at. You know, I like taking pictures and putting it on social media, whether it's Facebook, yeah. it's Snapchat, Instagram, or you whatever. Know, and just... If it looks so presentable to me, 
mm-hmm. you know, I got to take a picture of it. And seeing, you know, that's where the hashtag, you know, the hashtag food porn. I mean, because yeah. it's presentable. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves a good picture. Everybody loves yeah. a good picture of food because if you like it, other people are going to like it as well. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's that's how I, I how I see it. You know, if I see a good steak mm-hmm. with my sides that I ordered and all that, oh man, that looks so mm-hmm. good. You know what? I'm gonna take a picture of that. I'm gonna share it on social media. And seeing that's that's where it actually helps. You know, in the restaurant industry, helps us a lot when y'all post up. You know, foods and this and that. So everybody's just like, "Where did you get that from? Oh, we got it from so and so. Okay, I'm gonna try it out." So, you know, that's just a consistency of uh, recycling, if you would like to say it. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, in the music industry, you know, just love and the art. I mean, did you ever just like, you know, did you want to stop? Or did... Yes, I did have a point in my time where I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. And this was when I, this was like after my first year in right. the business. And after my first year, I was like, man, you know, the first year I only had three gigs, mm. you know, only made not even a thousand dollars, you know, that was before I became better and I knew my, my value that I was given. And seeing, I completely understand where you're coming from because, you know, like I said, they had bets on me that I wasn't, you know, going to make it and, you know, it's frustrating. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. You know, uh, that first year taught me a lot. Yeah. I Wanted to give up. I was about ready to say, you know what? I'm going to sell this equipment to somebody else. Right. Pass it down to somebody else. I don't want it anymore. But then, you know, it, that thought in the back of my head kicked in. And like, you know what? You love music so much. Why do you want to give it up? You know? Why do you want to give up something that you have a passion for? And, and you know, and seeing that was the thing. When I first started, you know, when it started getting busy, they just always throw me to, you know, washing dishes and shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. just like... What the fuck? So I got pissed off about it. You know, I turned that anger to, you know what? I'm not going to let them run over me. I'm just going to, you know, do my best at it. You know what? If it's not the best, then at least I fucking tried. Yeah, yeah. And that was the thing, you know. I kept saying to myself, you know, I'm trying. I'm doing my best yeah. here. I'm doing my best here to, to give a good show. Yeah. Even though I only had three gigs that paid. You yeah. know, I paid decent money. But uh, I was really, really giving up. And then it wasn't until... Uh, I met my partner at that time, you know, uh, he was working at a radio station and I was kind of in contact with him because I was needing new uh, music. So he was kind of like a mentor. Yeah. So pretty much after, after that low spot in my moment uh, of the music business, it's kind of where I met up with him and talked to him like, man, you know, I, I really need some help. Yeah. I really need some help in this. And he was like, you know what? I'll take you under my wing and I'll help you with this, teach you this, teach you that. You know, it was it was a real good moment in my career at that time, and it helped me out a lot. Right. And it really did. And that's, like I said, when I felt really low and just giving up, you know, he reached out and said, you know what, I'll help you out, you know. And it, it helped me out so much. I was so thankful for it. I learned a lot more business-wise of it, and then as well as, you know, putting on a better show. Right. So with, you know, that being said, you know, I never really could say this person taught me this or this person taught me that. Really and truly, I learned it from one person, but I took things from other people that I saw on YouTube or I saw in other 
shows you know, or whatever. Well, you also got to think back, you know, back when you were actually doing, you know, DJing. I mean, when was when when did you actually start? I actually got started in two thousand nine. So you, if you actually think about it, YouTube wasn't really really wasn't a that, thing that yeah, much. It, it really it, wasn't as big as it is. Yeah, now. I mean, YouTube was just for like music or just looking up cat cat videos. Yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't nothing like it is now. Yeah, and that's what helped me get more ideas. Right. You know, YouTube was becoming real big, and so a lot of DJs were using that platform right. to get their music out there. So it helped me get ideas of what I needed to do for, like, my next show. So pretty much I kind of, you know, I hate to say it this way, but everybody hits a point in their time where they copycat somebody just to get them by, you know. And I did that, you know. And it, and, and it didn't help me out at one point because a lot of people were catching on, like, you know, I've kind of heard something similar to that. Right. But that was from another DJ, you know, oh, okay, all right, whatever, you know, yeah. the show still went on. So with you uh, being in the cooking industry before, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, man. You know, at first, you don't realize what your pet peeve is until you actually do it. <laughs> yeah, until someone pointed it out or whatever. But as a wise man told me, much, a clean station is always going to be a happy station. Gotcha. So I always make sure my station was clean at all times. Yeah, you know, some people like, I need this. this, this, this. I said, well, my station's dirty. <laughs> I said, I need, I need to get that clean. Wow. I was like, man, no, fuck that. I'm, I'm making sure my station's clean, stocked up, and this and that. And then I'll send out food. Yeah, there were some moments where it kind of bite me in the ass, but yeah. you know, at least I never had a complaint. Yeah, you know, and that's where you, you learn from, you know, those mistakes, too. Oh, yeah. You know, you see somebody else at their workstation, and mm -hmm. like, man, how could that person work like that? Ugh. You know, and I've seen some DJs that their setup, their booth, so to speak, right. had so many things here, so many things there, all these wires crisscrossing each other, right. stuff like that. I'm like, how does that person make that work? Oh, man, I can only imagine just, you know, the wires crisscrossing, and I'm just like... Yeah, because uh, the, the, last, the last thing I would want is to pick up the microphone, and it's a corded microphone, and then it's crossed up in all these wires, and I yank it out, right. and like, oh, did it really make all that noise, you know, or did I unplug, the, unplug yeah, this, unplug that? And then you're going to have to sit there, you know, and follow that wire everywhere, and I, I just couldn't just imagine. Yeah, yeah. And so... I, I, I could really see that, you know, a yeah. dirty workstation, nah. yeah. especially when you're handling food. Yeah, because, you know, once you're handling with food and whatnot, I mean, you're, I, I look at it like this, you're pretty much putting someone's life in their, <laughs> in your hands. Yeah, 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 and I see that. And, you know, some people just don't think about it like that, but, you know, when you're in, you know, what I do, you, you think of stuff like that, yeah, like, gotcha. you know... One minute you're doing this, and then next minute, you know, like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forget, this ain't for me. This is for someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you sit back, and you realize, like, oh, man, I got to snap out of that. Yeah. You know, and then if you think about it a lot, you're like, like you just said, this isn't my food. This yeah, is somebody yeah. else's. Why am I doing this? Yeah, and then, I mean, it could be like the same could be the same thing as DJing, too. I mean, you know, you might be doing something that you like, but someone else might may not like. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, 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 yeah. Because every time I put a show on, yeah. some people liked the music, some people didn't, yeah. you know. 
like I said, my taste in music at that time was was starting to expand and was getting bigger. You know, just because I put something on for somebody didn't mean you know everybody was gonna like it. You know, right? I, and I kind of knew that from the beginning as well too. Yeah, I mean, I just it's crazy how you know just someone doesn't like your music and you know like I said it's a work of art. Yeah. And you know someone telling you that I mean that that you know of course that's pride. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. And like you said, you know, you take a lot of pride in your work. Oh, yeah. You want to do the best you can to give the best food to that yeah. person. You want to make it look yeah. good because that's, at the end result, they're paying for it. Yeah. And if they like it, they're going to come back. And, you know, speaking of, you know, you especially you know, in the music, I'm pretty sure you had a lot of groupies. You know, not All really. Right. It, 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 didn't, it didn't even work out like that, you know, for me. <laughs> It wasn't until uh, after I partnered up with this guy that I kind of started seeing that a little bit more. Uh -huh. But they were kind of his, so to speak. Oh, okay. You know? so, and so I really I really didn't get that kind so, of attention. So it was one of those things that he, you know, it just kind of migrated a little bit yeah, towards you. Yeah, yeah. And think about it back then, you know, I really wasn't the prettiest guy on the block either. <laughs> I had a lot of acne back then. And, you know, what I look like now compared to back then is a complete 180. Oh, and so, I mean, whatever you do, do you, boo boo. I mean, hey. Yeah, yeah, so pretty much it, it didn't work out like that for me. Right. And, and think about it like this, too, you know. If somebody wanted to get into cooking, what knowledge would you pass on to someone trying to get into that line of work? You better have tough skin. I mean, you're going to have, you know, of course... And, you know, in the, like I said, you know, you take passion in what you do. Along the lines, I mean, of course, you got to take pride in what you do, but you also got to be efficient with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm not saying, you know, take, you know, like 30 minutes on, a, on one single order. I mean, you know, you got to be quick and repetitive. Yeah. And it's just, you know, like I said, and it, like I said, you got to have tough skin. You got to make sure you, you know, you take pride in what you do. You know, make sure everything comes out the way that you want it to. And make sure, you know, you look at that order and like, I look at it like, you know, your order is like, okay, you know what? I did my best on that, you know, and it's going to taste good for them. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, you know. It, it, in, in my current line of work, you know, you have to have tough skin. Yeah. Because you're going to have so many people looking over your shoulder, making sure you're doing this right, you're doing that right. right. And not everybody is going to be courtesy to you. Right. You know, you're not going to have that same courtesy from one person to the next. Right. The next person that you're probably going to be working with is probably going to be the most horrible person that you could ever put on a you job. Know, with. You know, and it's just like this, you know, you know, work and, you know, it's just even us with our friendship. You know, of course, business is business and friendship is friendship. Yeah. I mean, I'm a complete fucking dick when it comes to, you know, working because, you know what, I know what I'm doing and, you know what, I see potential in you and I'm going to do something about it. Yeah, you're not there to put that yeah. person down. You're actually there to help yeah. them out. Yeah, and you know, and then afterwards, you know, he'll look at me like, "Give me the go ahead." I'm like, "Hey, come over here. Let's have a beer." Or, you know, let's. Yeah, let me let me talk to you for a minute. Let me yeah. let me help you out. Quick. Yeah, let me, you let me know, shed said, a little bit of light on. And I'm like, you know, I'm, you know, I hate to be like that, but you know, in this kind of line of work, you have to be like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I get it because in my current line of work, uh, you're depending on other people, and you want to leave. The same way you showed up. Right. You know, you want to go home to see your family, your right. friends, whatever. You know, so you are having to deal with people that are new in this industry 
and you just you're not for sure mm -hmm. if that person's competent in what they're doing if they're right. good enough at what they're going to do or is this person somebody that I'm going to take by the hands literally and go from here to here and that person be my shadow you yeah know? and see you know and this is talking about your past of DJing and whatnot yeah 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 so about the crane business or you know you know how'd you get started with that so let me fast let me go backwards a little bit okay so after I got out of high school I started working uh, at a company here in town and I was an equipment operator okay and so we were making wallboard okay and so I was in I was in the mill department and so I was operating uh, heavy equipment okay and so we took gypsum rock turned it into pretty much what they call stucco and then mm. send it to the board plant, and they and then and the end result is wallboard or sheetrock, however you want to oh, do it. Yeah. And then from there, I got tired of that after four and a half years. Got my CDL license. And uh, what what then, what is CDL? So class A CDL, class B CDL. CDL stands for commercials drivers license. Yeah. Commercial drivers license means you can drive a vehicle like a semi truck. Okay. You know, dump truck, concrete mixer. I mean, the list goes on and yeah, on. There's, there's many bigger vehicles that are considered commercial because, because they're used for purposes. You like know, that. just like in restaurant industry, you know, and, you know, what you're doing driving truck, you know, there's different certifications. Yeah, exactly. Like mine, I have to have a food handler's license. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basically it's certified to actually handle food. If you don't have that, you can't really work in restaurant. Yeah, and it's like in my current line of work, you know, you have to have a Class A CDO license. Yeah. Just to be hired on. Okay. And they do make exceptions where there are times that they might hire somebody without it and the company will help them get their CDL. Mm -hmm. But they'll put them under a contract just to make sure that they're not there to get their CDL and then bounce. Oh, I could, I could have just imagined. Because it, it, it'll cost the company a lot of time and money. Because they're investing a lot of time and money into mm -hmm. you, into becoming and, uh, a better and, person as and a driver. See, you know... You know, it's cooking. It's a little bit different, you know, because restaurant is a really high turnover rate. It oh, really is. I yeah. Because I mean, you know, you don't know what their motive is. So I mean, you know, my my, you know, like I said, I worked at a bar and grill, so I've seen a lot of people come and go. Yeah. Some people, you know, are just there for one paycheck and they're gone. Yeah. So I couldn't just imagine how frustrating it is for a company to train someone to become, you know, a CDL, you know, truck driver. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that costs them a lot of money. Uh, there's many ways of getting a Class A CDL, Class B CDL, and it's very time-consuming uh, for the most part. It can be cheap right. and it can be expensive. Mm. So there's a broad spectrum of that, and maybe something like that we'll touch into that in another episode right. or something. But uh, it's it's it could be very time consuming. Oh, I so, imagine. So in other words, uh, this way is this is a good way of uh, of explaining it. Uh, becoming a truck driver isn't all fun and games. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you're getting to drive a truck, you're just doing this, you're doing yeah. that. No, there's a big picture when it comes to that job. Right. You have a lot of responsibility driving that truck, hauling that cargo, whatever it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a big piece of equipment and it travels at a good speed mm -hmm. that something could happen. Oh, yeah. A tire could blow out. 
Ooh. It could be a steer tire, drive tire, trailer tire. Mm-hmm. And we've seen before in places we've traveled before You're right. where you see big chunks of tires oh, yeah. from the semi trucks from, from a blowout. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that can actually go through a windshield at a high rate of speed and kill somebody. Mm. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that they, they call those gators because if you look at them when they're, when they're laying out on the road, mm-hmm. you can see the tread design. Right. And if you look at an alligator when they're right, floating right. to the surface, you can see, you know, the ridges and stuff yeah. like that. That's what we call a gator. So, I mean, there's a lot of responsibility, you know, just like what you said, you mm-hmm. know, becoming a cook at a big uh, fast food chain restaurant, you yeah. know, you have to have that food handler's yeah. license and stuff like that because you just don't want anybody handling your food. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the same thing with driving a truck. You just don't want to hire anybody to drive that truck for right. you because you're, you're not sure... If that person is competent enough to right. do their job, not only that, be responsible with the equipment, take care of the equipment, and get yeah. whatever the load is from point A to point B right. in an efficient, safely, timely matter. Right. You know. But as we conclude this episode, uh, we're just going to wrap things up. And this was, you know, a good way to help people understand yeah. us a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more of, of what we do and our, you know, just understanding both of us, you know, with polar polar opposites, like I said. And it's just, you know, like... Yeah, a lot of people still question us, you know, how we're still friends. <laughs> yeah, you know... We're nothing alike. No, we're really our not. Our interests are completely different. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned before, you're into anime I mean, and yeah, art. <laughs> you know, me, I'm into food and beer drinking. Yeah. And, cowboy hats which is another thing to touch yeah. on later but uh yeah that's this is a good way to help people understand us yeah and get to know us in a way and so hopefully you know as the next episodes come on we can really yeah. dig yeah. deep and start telling people hey this is what we did and blah yeah. blah this and that you know but as we wrap this episode up everybody i am saying so long my name is damien my name is jesse and this is the damien and jesse show and we're out